0: Thank you and enjoy today's message.
1: Okay. Good evening. How are we all? I was just sitting down there feeling really nervous and thinking, why do I feel nervous? And I think it's because I like to make things clear. But I don't think that in an hour I can cover the whole of the meaning of life. So, is that going to be okay? So I'm going to free myself from trying to cover the whole of The Meaning of Life in one hour and just accept that we've been on some conversation this week about what does it all mean? Sometimes our meaning is in chasing things we really want to have and then we get there and we think, oh... Feels a bit flat now. And then we look for something else to do with our time. And there's all of these questions that we ask ourselves all the time about our why, what drives us. And so all we can do tonight in the time we've got together is share where we have got so far. But I am acknowledging that there will be a lot more questions at the end of the night. Because if somebody could have solved for now what the meaning of life is, I think they would be sort of quids in and perhaps sorting out a bunch of stuff where we've still got questions. So the last two weeks and what's prompted me to think about it really is the last two weeks we've been talking about honour and if you've not been here you know feel free to catch up and listen to what we've covered Um, but it really is about how we can live as human beings without having to diss someone else to shame someone else by trying to think through how can we be generous of heart towards humanity, all human beings, because they, we judge them to be worthy of our love and our time. And it sounds wonderful, but the implications are quite huge because it can mean that it doesn't look like justice has been done. It can mean that some things look quite unfair. Who decides who gets what? And as I was thinking about this and thinking through practicalities of that in my own mind, it occurred to me that with all of us, we have to have a why we do something. There has to sometimes be why we do something bigger than what is staring us in the face because otherwise what is staring us in the face dominates. Now I found this picture this week that I thought um, is brilliant Um, and I I just loved it and to me this sums up for me um, so much of what our, our meanings are in all of our lives because actually we're all painting all the time what we see and we're painting that based on things that are attached to us on that are not that's not his, his fault he has that on his nose. and um, It's just something that's part of who he is. But it means that how he views the landscape in front of him is always going to, have that particular feature and if he doesn't learn that it has that feature and learn to tilt his head in a different angle and learn to look around and learn to take in other things, he, he's going to constantly paint the same thing and so for me part of our quest for meaning tonight is to think through what does the world mean to me, what is my view of the world and how is that playing out in my life. Now, we all have reasons why we do and don't do things in life, why we are the way we are and why we're not the way we are. And I used to believe, as perhaps some of you do, did, that there was one almost definitive meaning for life that was centred around um, God and what I believed about God. And it was my job to help everybody to see what I saw. It's less that for now. In fact, I don't think it's that at all now for me, because I think that what I've come to the conclusion of is that how can one person or one group of people ever be able to summarize everything that exists in the world without there being other possibilities yet to be explored and I am very much now on a, a quest as we are as Q to uncover things that I cannot yet see. I came to the conclusion that I was painting my life with that on my nose and it was in everything that I saw and that was wonderful in some ways because it It made my picture make sense, but I've started to look to the left and look to the right and there's other things now that I think are possibilities and whenever we have only one possibility of truth think how that plays out in life think how it plays out in religion and what we'll do to one another because our truth is not being upheld dare I say the word think what that does in politics think what that does in all aspects of life what was the other one I wrote down think about how much of our conversation even with one another is about the fact that we are the holder of a truth and we have seen this truth that is what the picture looks like and that is what we must now assert onto other people I think it's got to be bigger than that and so part of our quest for meaning tonight is to say we have a worldview and that's okay but what else is out there and I find that quite exciting Now, um, human beings, I believe, rather than having to, each of us trying to find like hidden treasure in the ground, this one thing we're all supposed to find life seeking, spend life seeking and finding, what, what if actually what it is is something that is within each one of us and we are meaning makers, we are always bringing meaning into situations when i show up in a situation with my world view in that situation i bring what the world means to me for that and that influences and has an impact in that interaction, and you all do the same. We are phenomenal influencers in life. All of us, every single one of us is making meaning. You have made meaning today. Think of the people you've interacted with today where you've added meaning. Now for me, if I am gonna have that much meaning to bring as part of a created being in this world, I want to be awake for that and what I mean is I don't want that to be meanings that I'm making subconsciously that I've not thought through or reactively or ones that I haven't understood I'm gonna paint like that I want to be awake for the one life I've got to say right if I'm gonna bring meaning what meaning do I want to bring and to do it on purpose intentionally into the world and again I find that exciting um, now I was so going to stick to my notes tonight, and I haven't at all, but that's okay, isn't it? And one of the things as well, oh, I really am lost. Just give me 10 seconds. Um, I know that I'm not yet seeing some things, and I used to think that if I couldn't see the whole landscape, or heaven forbid, somebody comes up to me and says, Jenny, actually, in that landscape, landscape, there is no horn. I'd be like oh for goodness sake it's there can you not see it because I used to think that I had to defend what I saw because if I didn't uphold what I saw and have an integrity to what I saw that was something that I was doing wrong now I'm much more free to think oh hang on a minute you're not seeing what I'm seeing tell me, what do you see? Well, I'm looking at that and I'm seeing that. What do you see? Because instead of it being threatening, because we have to find this definitive meaning for life, we can genuinely open up conversation. Little children ask why all the time, don't they? Now, you could say it's childish to constantly ask asking why, why, why. They're not asking for any other reason other than they're interested. They want to learn something. They know there's things they don't know. So, like, Why? It's inquisitive. It's it's trying to find out a little bit more about the world. And I think we could do with getting back to that childlike thing that asks why, not because we're threatened or not because we're thinking, oh, I've got to defend my view here, but to say, why do you see the world the way you see the world? Fundamentally tonight, I want us to be willing to do two things. The first thing is, do you know what's wonderful about this church that I absolutely love is that you get to change your mind. That is an absolute gift for me because for many, many years, I thought I had to have one view and I could only hold to that one view. And if I didn't hold to that one view, I was getting something wrong or not being good enough or not. You get to change your mind about a thing. You get to see it somehow in a different way because you've grown and you've learned. So I'm going to ask you tonight as we carry on, will you be willing to change your mind, to tilt your head, to see it from another angle? And will you be willing to grow and learn something that might add to the meanings that you can consciously bring to the world. Are we up for that? We could do that in an hour, couldn't we? Okay, let's carry on.
0: Okay, so at the beginning of the clip, Buzz Lightyear was feeling like he'd lost the meaning of his life. Um, he thought he was a space ranger who was on a mission into Uncharted space. He thought that he could fly. He thought that he was this space ranger. Um, but he kind of went this journey and realized that everything that had given him meaning in his life, now maybe it wasn't as true as he thought it was. Maybe it didn't stand up to questioning. And so he found himself in a place where all of the meaning that he'd had in the past now didn't motivate him anymore, didn't mean anything. He'd lost his meaning. Hands up if you've ever felt like you're a bit like Buzz Lightyear in that place where everything that meant something before, you find yourself in this place and you're thinking, I don't feel the same way I did anymore. I don't have that same oomph. Um, and I think I've definitely found myself in that situation where, I don't know, I was brought up in a Christian home. I was brought up that the most important thing in the world was... Listening to God and then putting that into action. So, because I'm a very compliant little person, I was like, Right, God speak to me. And so every day I'd want God to speak to me and say something. And then if I felt anything about anything, I was like, Yep, that's God. Woohoo! And put it into action. And so I thought I was like Mr. Super God person that did everything that the Lord commanded me to. Um, but I think through a series of asking questions, looking at all of that, I found myself thinking, I don't know whether that's always the divine creator of the universe speaking to me. Maybe it's something else. I think another thing that drove my life was thinking that I needed to please God and do everything right and get everything sorted so that I, God would be happy with me. And I think what I love about being here as well is we question all of those things in our lives and say, well, is that really what God's like? Is that really what life's like? Do you need to look at the world like that? And I think all those things that meant something to me, I found myself in a situation thinking, well, I don't know whether whatever God is needs me to do hundreds of things for him. I don't know whether he needs me to do all these things before he'll be pleased with me or whether any of that is real anymore. Um, I think what that's done to me in a certain extent is freed me just to be me sometimes, which is great. And I think just being able to free, to, to be content. Do you know, when, when I first met Amy, I would feel guilty watching TV because I'd be thinking... I should be out doing something for the Lord. But like the fact that you can just, it's ridiculous, isn't it? But I think the swing of that is that I can find myself in a place sometimes thinking, well, is there any, any point in anything? Is, doesn't, isn't everything just meaningless? I mean, in a hundred years, we'll all be dead. And none will any of this have meant anything. We'll all be dust. So uh, I wanted to share a bit tonight of where I've got to a point of thinking, I think I need to find meaning because otherwise this story ends up very depressing, doesn't it? <laughs> good news tonight guys is nothing means anything and you'll all be dead soon. Um, There was a slide that I haven't actually put it up because I sent it to Jenny and she was like I don't get it but I found it really funny and it's a really cute dog and a really cute cat on a mug and it says everything is meaningless and everything dies and I I found that hilarious but Jen didn't get it so (laughs) anyway it's the irony. I I found myself on a point then going okay Maybe we need to find some meaning objectively in this. And there's a story that helps me. And it's the story of creation that's often told in the Bible. Um, And I found out today it was written about 2,600 years ago. Now, whether we think it all happened or whether we think it's a myth and a poem, I think there's something really powerful that comes out of it. And I was chatting to Debbie this week. Are we in Debbie? Is she here? Yeah, hi. Uh, We were having a cup of tea this week and we got talking about gardening. Does anybody enjoy gardening? Anybody been noticing the flowers come out recently? Anyone notice the weeds coming out recently as well? Okay, well, the story of creation, I think, is the story of gardening. Because basically, God takes a pile of dust and he breathes into it and makes people. That's how the story goes, uh, which kind of links into our first song. So the breath of God goes into this dust and he makes a person. Now, it says in the story that the whole earth is barren and empty. There's no plants, there's no weeds, there's no flowers, there's no trees. It's just desert. And it says, and then the God character planted a garden, and he made this beautiful garden that was amazing, all the trees, all the fruit, lovely. And then he put this man that he'd made out of this dust called Adam, and he put him in this beautiful garden. And I know the thing Ant talked about years ago is that the message that can come through to that is Adam came from this place that was barren, empty, dry, bleh. Put him in this amazing, beautiful, productive, fruitful place that was like, woo, nice. And then potentially Adam could say, looking out of, uh, out of this garden into the world that was all barren, Do you know what? I could take all this amazing, beautiful stuff and I could spread it. I could take it and I could reproduce it somewhere else. And I know Anther said, the key purpose in our life actually is reproducing the fruitfulness and the beauty of everything that we experience in life in the places that we see it as empty and dark. And I know, um, I thought it linked in a little bit. Do you remember the Candy Floss Gate video that we showed a couple of weeks ago? The, The father in that story saw something that was horrible, awful, rubbish, unjust, But rather than just criticizing it, he he chose to plant something beautiful and creative and lovely in it because he wanted to create something beautiful and lovely. And I think that's something that can bring meaning to me definitely. When when I see something that I don't like, thinking, well, I'm going to invest and plant something beautiful in that because I want to see it flourish. Okay, the last thing, we're going to show a video of a guy from India who looked out... um, at his hometown, it was a little island kind of in India, um, and there had been a lot of deforestation, I think the trees had been taken out, and this area of land just became desert, nothing was growing, it was dead, um, they had one hot summer, all the snakes died, so there was nothing really happening there, but he decided he wanted to make a difference, so he planted a tree, and then the next day he planted another tree, and the next day he planted another tree, until he created this beautiful thing that we're about to see. So. As you're watching it, as you hear the rest of the night, may we, when we see something that is dead and dry and bleh, whether it's a relationship or a person that's just looking a bit down or a situation that we don't like, may we plant something beautiful in that and give that give meaning to actually see reproducing beauty in that baroness. Okay, enjoy this video. Have a great night. Okay,
1: okay. now that was a weird one. <laughs> I know. And let me just unpack a little bit why we showed that. It's because they were all asked their reason. And that opens up a number of possibilities for me because the dinner host has obviously invited them to sit at the table and it all gets very awkward when what's clear is that his worldview doesn't allow for women to be at that university. And so he's projecting onto them that that is not okay and asking them to justify their reason why they get to be there. And of course, she takes offense to that and decides to push back a little bit. But it really got me thinking about this whole meaning. And the reason why you can get lost in all this stuff, as I have a few times this week, is who decides what's a worthwhile why? Who decides whether my reason for doing something is meaningful enough or someone else's reasons to do it is meaningful enough and what occurred to me on the back of the last couple of weeks that we've had in talking about honour is we talk all the time about our particular reason for coming together is that you can pull up a chair you can sit at our table as you are sharing what there is to offer eat what you like leave what you like be on your own journey but don't some table conversations get really awkward how many of you have ever been at a really awkward family dinner or a works do where you're thinking this has just taken a turn? And to me, this links in with the meaning of life. because It makes, links in with us being creators of meaning because we all bring our world views to the table. And we all decide whether that's right, that's wrong. Someone else is right, someone else is wrong. And we all have that playing out all the time. Sometimes asking one another to explain or justify or them feeling awkward or defensive. And all of that plays out as part of the interactions we have as meaning makers in the world. The other thing that occurred to me was, why is it that as human beings that there's something about us that wants to to bring change there's something about us that wants to do something there's something about us like the mega man clip at the beginning that wants to be pursuing things and i genuinely think that it, the, i do believe there is a creator and i do believe that that creation is now within us and we want to create we want to bring change we want to add value we want to take that garden that we see and have a positive impact in the world we're driven to do that and so when we see a status quo or when we see a group not included or when we see something that we don't think is right we want to bring change but within that meaning making that's of absolute value if we can't see beyond our own noses that's going to get complex So it might seem like I'm going off in a different direction, but I'm actually giving you some practicalities. Because if I say to you, go and be meaningful in the world, you're going to bump up against other people also trying to be meaningful in a world that they think the way you're being meaningful isn't all right. And you might think the way they're being meaningful isn't all right. And part of our overarching quest in Q, the reason why it's ice-breaking is because this is an ambitious project. If you just decide that one thing is a definitive truth and everybody follows the same meaning and it looks the same way and everybody says the same thing, you can kind of make that work. If you say, pull up a chair at this table and be yourself and let's see what happens... That's going to require us to really be able to do the following things, and I wrote it down. While we're doing our own meaning-making, can we gather around this why? Can we allow one another to be where they are on their quest with their current questions as part of their current worldview? Can we have disagreement without discord? Can we allow others brokenness, but yet not allow that to break our own spirit? Can we have a certain quest without any certainty as to where it will lead as we are genuinely trying to pioneer to the type of community where that is all possible. And can we set aside our why, um, our own personal why, sometimes for the greater us? And then I put the word because. And a lot of the time, the because follows our reason why, isn't it? Because if we judge one another to be worthy, and if we're willing to tilt our head, aware that we might have something on our own nose that's stopping us seeing the whole picture, I actually think that we might be able to allow people to paint a painting and go a journey. Now, Jim Palmer, who I think I don't know who he is actually, <laughs> it was something Chris sent me, um, and she sends me things that he writes on Facebook. So we think he's a. He seems to say some good things doesn't he whoever he is he says some good things and he says this you must do something the meaning of life is not something you work out entirely in your head You must experience yourself living a meaningful life through your choices and actions. The question is, are your daily actions, choices, habits, relationships and endeavours aligned with an expression of what you deeply value, believe and hold to be meaningful about your life? It's easy to get lost in the existential quest and quagmire of determining the meaning of life rather than take responsibility for what we do with the life that we have got That's massive. Now, religion will assign this meaning to God, and it's not wrong in one sense. Do you know we all have a God? Some of us, it's a faith God. Some of us, it's a work God. Some of us, it's a family God. Some of us, it's a feeling God. Some of us, it's a pleasure God. Some of us, it's a pain God. We all have something that we will bow at the feet of and worship in our life. But actually, the other thing that was said a few weeks ago that was freeing for me, and I know some of you haven't come this journey of of, of faith in in different places, but we can only speak out of what we've learned and hope you can apply that to your things. But the other the other week um, we were talking about how I grew up that you just look at the light of Jesus. You look to Jesus and everything will be okay. And there was this wonderful thought we had shared the other day that actually the whole point and meaning of life is not to look to Jesus In the same way that if I walk into my house and my house is dark and I switch on the light bulb, I don't stare at the light bulb, but the light bulb being on means I get to see what is in the room. The whole point of Jesus, who then became the Christ, which is far bigger than Jesus, and if you're not sure what I mean by that, listen to the last two Wednesday nights, perhaps when we've got a week off this week, The the absolute point of Jesus was to shine a light on life that you could then live by, not go and sit in the corner with Jesus staring at him. So you can't live your life. You get blinded by that light. That light is actually suffocating. But let an understanding, as you keep on this quest with us, start to shed light on your life, on others' lives, on how you can act and who you can be, not staring, hoping for the best, and some hotline, you get to live, you get to live, not staring at a light to get it right, but living under the light, alive, being meaningful in all your interactions, um, so often we are motivated by a who and, and some of us you God can be a who in your life there 's been times when i 've made a person my my reason for being which is all well and good until that person moves and then you're lost thinking well I was living for you and now you you're not doing that anymore and you've moved and you've changed I wonder whether there's a greater who and I, Connie's going to sing a song now about I found the reason and the reason is you and I was almost wrestling today thinking who's the you and I can't answer that question for you but I know increasingly part of my you is now this this you, I'm actually believing that some of the you can be the you I see when I look in, in the mirror that says, actually, there's something in me that gets to live and there's something in me that gets to have a voice in a way I've never felt, I've had it before. Your you might be someone in your life, it might be a, a, a God, it might be whoever it is. But as you sing, as Connie sings this song, she's here somewhere. Um, as Connie sings this song, um, I just want you to do almost think through what comes up in you as she sings it and and who and what your motivator is and then we'll uh, finish the last bit. Okay we're gonna wrap up now but I first of all need to ask you a huge favour, next week we're going to do things slightly differently in Q and what we would like to do, there will literally be no queue without you next week, what we would really like is if 10, 15 of you could just message in and say something that you have learnt or understood from us being together or just something you might just want to share with the group um, and message us in and say, do you know what I'd really like if you shared that clip again I'd really like it if you sang that song that's my favourite, with two or three sentences why, if you want to stand up on here and say the sentences or video the sentences or we'll say them for you but we really want next week to be an expression of things that have had meaning for you and we can't do that because they're not ours so would you be so kind as to send in a thought it might just be do you know what when you did that played that video clip a few weeks ago this meant this to me just in two sentences, and we'll play it again. If you email info at qyork.co.uk, it will land with me. Um, if you go on Facebook, you can also do that as well. And we would really, really, if, if none of if you do it, we have to come up with a whole hour's worth of content. So, if everybody sends us 12 things, we get to share your meanings and not always be imposing what we think, <laughs> which we're happy to do. But we would love it if you wouldn't mind doing that. Um, and we, we don't, you don't have to stand on here. You don't have to do anything scary. Something that means something to you would be amazing. And we will include it next week with your thoughts. And that will stand alone in a glorious expression of who we are. So as we finish, the other slide that was just up there before says... When your why is big enough, you will find your how. Um, And I, I believe that because I have lived that. There's been some... I have had phenomenal pain in my life with multiple things, as I'm sure you have too. And when you're in the middle of situations and you're not quite sure how you're going to do something... If you have meaning, that's bigger and beyond. It's amazing how resilient we are as human beings. And one of the songs that we sing here regularly is that song called Forgiveness. And you may or may not remember, but the song when we originally sang it, we played alongside it um, a clip of the story of that song. And a mother, basically a, 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 a gentleman had too much to drink and he got in a car and he drove the car and there was an accident and this mother's daughter um, didn't make it you know she she died in that accident and the family had to go through this process of working out how do we make meaning out of this? How on earth do we do that? And they were people of faith, and for them, they said that that helped them. But what they managed to do was completely add new meaning to that situation. And somehow, over time, they ended up um, connecting with the man in prison. They ended up... um, meeting him he asked for forgiveness and they ended up the story ends with this man and this woman they now go on tour into schools and they talk to young people about the dangers of drink driving and this gentleman has become a member of their family that's massive without her finding some kind of meaning beyond that situation there's no way you can do that now i'm not saying we can all manage that i'm not there but What I think was amazing was she sent in this story or someone sent in this story to the songwriter that wrote this song and he said he had that story and he held it with him I think for a couple of years trying to make sense of it, trying to make meaning from it and he came up with this song. So this is one of those ones where It's it's tough, this stuff, but I wanted you to have the context of the story so that as you sing it, you know that it's, it's birthed out of somebody finding meaning, even in the darkest of situations. And our prayer tonight is that you will be a phenomenal meaning maker in your own life because of creation that is in you, but also in where you might have to find meaning in the challenges, that some light will shine and illuminate your way through Um, and wholeheartedly that's our, our prayer for you tonight so enjoy this last song thank you for being with us and send us in stuff for next week that'd be amazing thank you
0: thanks for listening to another Q York podcast